Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. My brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe... Aang can save the world. Today, we will be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender, Season 3, Episode 12, titled The Western Air Temple. This is a great episode. I love this thing so much. It's such a magnificent follow-up to the Day of Black Sun. Such a fantastic character piece for Zuko in particular. And such a perfect setup for what the second half of this season is going to be. Of course, you have the moment of Everyone's sort of sitting around being like, well, the new plan is the old plan. You just have to master all four elements before the comet comes. Uh, and defeat the Fire Lord before the comet comes. Oh man, who are we going to get for a firefighting teacher? Hello? Zuko here? <laughs> it, it's so, so fantastic. And... Right off the bat, since we are going to be spending a lot of time in this location, I, I gotta praise how stunning the Western Air Temple itself looks. I love the fact that this is an air temple that's literally that's literally like upside down, like just below this cliffside, kind of hidden off from the rest of the world. Like it's just. It's so beautiful and so freaking phenomenal. I love everything about it. It's a really, really amazing setting. And, of course, Zuko's arc in this episode. So, Day of Black Sun was Zuko finally becoming good. Now, this episode is Zuko trying to confirm to everyone else that he's good. He is desperately trying to prove that he is good. Trying to make up for his previous sins, a.k.a. following the Avatar all around the world and trying to, you know, capture him. (laughs) Trying to kill him. And it's a very cathartic moment for him. This episode. And I especially love how uh, a couple times throughout this episode, they keep flashing back to when Zuko was at the Western Air Temple before, post-banishment. Saying, man, I want to capture the Avatar. And being mean to Iroh, calling him the laziest man in the Fire Nation. 
and Iroh still sticking by him, talking about how he can better himself, and Zuko still not listening. Like, it's... First off, it establishes perfectly Zuko's guilt at how he treated Iroh. Second, it really shows how far Zuko has come. And I love this repentance quest that he's going on in this episode and trying to worm his way into the group and trying to teach Aang firebending. Also, I especially love the scenes where Zuko is (laughs) talking to himself. At his campsite. (laughs) He's rehearsing. To a toad. What he's gonna say to. Team Avatar. He's trying to channel both Iroh and Azula. (laughs) And apparently we find out he's really bad at impressions. (laughs) He speaks for Iroh. In Iroh speak. And still doesn't know what he's saying. After he confronts Team Avatar and tries to join the group unsuccessfully, he just is yelling at the Toad. (laughs) Specifically the Toad. (laughs) Every moment in this episode where Zuko is on his own is pure gold. Either in terms of character development or in terms of comedy. (laughs) Mostly comedy. It's amazing. I always laugh my ass off every time I see Zuko on his own in this episode. Uh, And of course, you have this amazing moment where Zuko first confronts Team Avatar. And he tries to convince them that he is indeed good. And that he does, he has changed. And he does want to legitimately teach Aang firebending. And Aang, Katara, Zuko, or not Zuko, Sokka, (laughs) they are very rightfully so, like, shoving all the bad stuff he did in his face, like, totally not trusting him. And Zuko keeps getting more and more flustered, like, oh, oh, yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, I did that, I, I should apologize for that. Oh, also, I'm sorry I sent an assassin after you. You sent Combustion Man after us? Yeah, that was not his smartest move. I'm just going to say that right now. And I love the moment of Aang, like, of Zuko turning to Aang and saying, like, what about you? You're not saying anything. You once said we could be friends. Like, can you understand that I've changed? And Aang's like, Yeah, there's no way we can ever trust you after everything you've done. Also, at one point, Zuko does reveal that he's the one who freed Appa. And Toph's like, man, Appa does seem to like him. Because Appa's, like, licking him a bunch. Like, you kind of see, like, peppered throughout, like, the constant eroding of the narrative that Team Avatar has constructed for Zuko. But then they keep more and more doubling down on their conspiracy theories for what Zuko could be up to. 
it's really, really amazing. It's a really amazing little dissonance arc for them. And, of course, I love how Toph, being the one who has suffered the least at Zuko's hands, very easily, basically goes off on them after Zuko leaves, like, hey, you're all ignoring one crucial fact. Aang needs a firebending teacher. We can't find anyone in the world willing to do it. Then one shows up on a silver platter, and you won't even consider him. And then, of course, Toph storms off and tries to talk to Zuko on her own. That fails, to say the least. Zuko instinctively reacts and burns her feet like an asshole. And I love how, like, Toph's feet get burned and she starts crawling away. Zuko tries to help her and she just earth bends him away. Like, no, you just burned me. Screw you, asshole. I'll fix this on my own. And then Zuko, like, just yells out an amazing line. Why am I so bad at being good? I love that line so much. And then, of course, like, when Toph returns to the Western Air Temple, everyone else is ready to just, like, go up to Zuko and be like, get, get away from here, douchebag. But then, of course, Combustion Man attacks. And we get this brilliant, final Combustion Man fight. Where he's just blowing up everything in the Western Air Temple. Then Zuko just literally swings down and is like, Hey, I don't want you hunting the Avatar anymore. If you keep attacking, I won't pay you. Actually, no, I'll pay you double to stop. And I love how Combustion Man just kind of like, no, F off. I'm, I'm taking these guys out. I don't care. Like, it's kind of this brilliant little thing on Combustion Man's part, this brilliant little subtle character development of being like, yeah, no, this isn't about money anymore. These people insulted me. These people insulted me a few episodes back by making my explosions blow up in my face. They have humiliated me multiple times by escaping from me. This is not a question of money anymore. These people have insulted the hell out of me. And now I need to blow them up. I need to kill them. Not because you're paying me, but because of my pride. All this without Combustion Man saying a word. I love that. And it just makes him a more terrifying villain, in all honesty. That he is so wounded by Team Avatar escaping him multiple times. The last time making his explosions blow up in his face. That, like, he's just like, no, this is personal now. You've made this personal. 
It, it just makes them more terrifying. I, I love Combustion Man. Combustion Man is awesome. Then, of course, Combustion Man just flat out turns on Zuko and is like, yeah, I'm just gonna blow you off the cliffside. So he does. Then Team Avatar is on their own while Zuko is, like, trying to climb up this vine deal. They're pinned down and Sokka eventually does the whole boomerang thing. Just throws the boomerang all around the place until it hits him square in the third eye. I just knocked my glasses off my face. <laughs> I just knocked my glasses off my face like an idiot. Hits him square in the third eye. And, uh, this time, when his explosions blow up in his face, it's significantly bigger to the point of flat out killing him. He strained so hard. To do the brain explosions after the boomerang hit. That he blew himself up. Leaving only his metal arm. <laughs> flinging off the mountain. Flinging off the cliff. He literally went out in a blaze of glory. Except instead of glory. It was just shame and humiliation. He blew himself up. He died as he lived. Exploding shit. The shit being himself. So ends... Combustion Man. Gone too soon. But what an amazing death. And then of course Zuko has this final little talk with Team Avatar... Where he's like, look, I did not explain myself well yesterday at all. So, I'm just gonna explain myself again. Look, I've done really terrible things. I've gone through some hard shit. Just, just let me join your group. Let me teach you firebending, because... This is what I am supposed to do. I know this is my destiny. And then he turns to Toph and says, like, I'm sorry I burned your feet. Fire can be very dangerous and very wild. So it's my responsibility to be more careful. So I don't hurt. So I don't hurt people. So I don't hurt people accidentally. And it's at this moment that Aang finally realizes, oh crap, I think Zuko is supposed to be my firebending teacher. And he goes into the whole thing of, when I first tried to learn firebending, I burned Katara. Now I understand that you get the same thing that I get. That fire very easily can hurt the people you love. And it's this that eventually allows Aang to accept Zuko. And then, of course, he turns to everyone else and is like, hey, is this okay with you guys? Short answer, yes. 
and Zuko's all happy, he has joined the group. Then we get our ending of Zuko kind of settling in to his room in the Western Air Temple, and Katara comes in and is like, you may have everyone else fooled with your transformation, but you and I both know you've gone through this before. So you take one step backward, one slip up, give me one reason to think you might hurt Aang, I'm going to flat out murder you. They put it much more succinctly than that. But I can't remember the actual line. (laughs) But regardless, it's such an amazing landing of, yeah, Zuko's cool, except in the eyes of Katara, where she has seen this song and dance before and remembers very clearly how it ended. Aang literally dying for two seconds. And, oh my god, it's so freaking badass on her part. It's so amazing. And sets up a really phenomenal character conflict, inner conflict in this group. I love that ending. It's so freaking good. And so begins the second half, the second half, the second half, of the final season of this show. Wait do you see where this crap leads. Because holy crap. It is. It, the places this second half go. Are phenomenal. And this episode provided such a magnificent setup. I really really love it. It's such a good episode. Uh, if you like this. Favorites podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archive, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash ThomasClark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. And if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender Season 3, Episode 13. Talk to you then.